Do you have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast. This is a podcast for people who want to feel strong, to help awaken the force within you, to learn tools and tips for living an extraordinary life, because everyone deserves to feel powerful, to create a life that they love. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. This week, I would like to talk about what it means to belong. Where do I belong in this world? How do I connect to people, to my partner, to my community, to my tribe? Where do I find this connection in my life? I have a lot of clients that ask me this question or want help with connection. And I want to talk about it today. So today I'm going to talk about uh, my my understanding of connection and how I've always been longing to belong and how it's been a real struggle in my life. I'm going to talk about how recently I had someone do a personality test assessment with me, and this triggered me to get clear on my one of my core values of connection and how I can make change to connect better with others. I'm going to talk about what are the wrong questions that you are focusing on and how you might be sabotaging your connections with others. And I want to challenge you on why you don't feel like you belong. And lastly, I would like to share some tools to grow your connections with others and to offer you the right questions to ask yourself to make that change. So make sure you listen to the end to listen to the right questions. So why am I doing this? Why am I talking about this today? I want, I want more connection for you. I want, I've always wanted connection for myself. I feel like if I really look back at all my struggles and my challenges, it's always coming down to connection. I've been asking myself this for my whole life. Where do I belong in this world? How do I connect? What is my purpose? Where, where are the people I'm supposed to be surrounded by? And I ask myself this a lot. Where do I fit in? And so a lot of you know my story, but growing up gay, small town, country town, um, overweight, like all of this was a recipe for feeling like I don't fit in and like I don't belong. And I, based on like my circumstances where I grew up, I made up these beliefs about who I was. So I decided that I didn't belong, that I wasn't good enough, something was wrong with me, and that people are cruel or selfish. And this is how I operated for a lot of my life. And I carry these beliefs into my future. So they really, they cause a challenge. They cause a problem for me in trying to create connections, create deep, meaningful connections. So a lot of this le- led me down a path of feeling like no one understood me, like I didn't fit, and that creating connections was out of my control. So this obviously was a little bit of a recipe for disaster and um, my addiction also really pushed me away from people that isolated me and it also stemmed from wanting to fit wanting to belong wanting to wanting to be wanted by a group and I found connection in the gay community so this has I've been carrying this with me my whole life And yeah, I've made some great connections, made some great friends when I put in the work. 
but occasionally still the belief of they don't understand me i don't i don't fit here it just sinks into me it just sort of sneaks up and makes me believe like no one gets it no one gets me and and it's too hard it's too hard it's like this core belief that's challenging and i don't know if anyone's felt like that i'm guessing that you have maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast but sometimes we just feel like it just doesn't work uh, and you can't get the connections that you want so um recently I had someone, uh, someone from my business networking group, she's a holistic healer, and she took me through this uh, personality system, this Enneagram, I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but it aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives, and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want, and I'll put a link in the show notes to a description of the nine different types And so these types, they often describe processes that we are not fully conscious of, some of our behaviors. Uh, Our Enneagram type may derive our behavior uh, so deeply that we assume that the way we do and feel things is how everyone operates, when in fact it is the characteristic of our type. So I'm just stating that this may be useful for you. I feel like I've done all the different personality types that there are, the tests, and I don't always let it define who I am, but I definitely do use it as a way to question how I'm showing up in the world. And so I'll put a link for the uh, a test you can take to see which type you are. But I'm going to tell you about a couple of the types that it showed up for me as. So the they're based on numbers. So the number two type that I was given is the giver and the helper. So twos want to be liked. They find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can belong. And at their best, they are selfless caregivers who are fulfilled by giving unconditional love and they develop, you know, secure attachment styles. Uh, They recognize their own self-worth and they can guide others towards their self-worth as well. They're really helping, always being of service. At their worst, number twos, the helpers, they can assume the martyr role or a victim in relationships, and they can constantly seek ways to feel important by attending to the the needs of others. Givers may burn out. They might overcompensate for their energy. They might be hypersensitive to the approval and appraisal of others. So the number three type that I'm also like is the achiever. So number threes want to be successful and admired by people. Uh, They're very conscious of their public image. And at their best, they're, they're relentless for their drive for self-improvement. They're focused on productivity and achievement, and they always want to accomplish more. At their worst, the achievers can be focused on constant comparison, always looking at what they could be doing better based on how everyone else is doing. They also can be dead set on being first place in whatever they put their minds and hearts to. And at their worst, they can really become extremely jealous and view every intent interaction in terms of a competition. That's definitely me too. And then my third type that I really do resonate with is the romantic or the individualist. So this is the number four type. And fours want to be unique and to experience deep emotions. Uh, they, I was asked if I tend to be a loner. And the answer to that was yes. So this is maybe the, the tragic romantic. They see things as very, very emotional. It made me start analyzing the way that I show up. So for example, 
at at their best the romantic or the individual they crave authenticity and self-expression it's like the pinnacle of their existence they have a strong sense of identity and pride themselves on being unique they might create thought-provoking groundbreaking works of art that shift people's perspectives they also may bond with a community of like-minded people to gain inspiration and at their worst the romantic or the individual they can develop an extreme tendency to ruminate in those feelings. They can resort to extreme sensory me- coping mechanisms such as alcohol or hallucinogens. So obviously this is totally a type of an alcoholic. This could be the search for the missing piece. It could lead this person, the individual, down a never-ending spiral of dead ends and roundabouts and isolation. So I can definitely relate to that as well someone i was working with a client recently and she talked about how she's always felt like she was different like she was the individual outside the party looking in through the window and wishing she was invited wanting to be part of and so sometimes that individual that tragic romantic that leads me into that role as well feeling like you're on the outside of the circle looking in and wanting to be involved my assessment of this is that Some of these things are good. They're positive. Yeah, of course I want to be a helper. I want to contribute. I want to be of service to people. I also want to be an achiever. I want to, you know, I want to be successful in my life. And yeah, it's great to be unique. So as a two, yeah, it's great to help. But when I resent helping and I base my worth off of how much I give, I become a victim. Been there. As a three, it's great to achieve, but to not embrace my success, to constantly compare, to to arrive and then not feel accomplished, to always be striving, to be relentless in my drive for more. This makes me lose sight of what's really important, to enjoy those moments. I always have to be better, which is isolating. And as a four, the individual being unique, of course it's good to be unique. Of course it's nice to feel like There's something special about you, because there is. It's nice to stand out. But then I start to think, maybe I'm too different. What What if they don't understand? They don't get me. And I do that. This is totally what I do sometimes. I'll give you an example. So a lot of you know I attend sobriety meetings. So I went to a meeting recently, and I don't go often enough and I start to believe that people there think that I'm, I'm not as good a member or that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not involved. I'm on the outskirts. I'm not, I'm not connected. This is just how I feel. Sometimes I show up in groups and I think, oh, I'm, just, I'm not around enough. They don't know me. I'm on the outside. And even in other groups, in my business networking group, it just... Initially, when I sit down in a circle, I just don't always feel like I'm in the middle, like I connect, like people get me. And I'm comparing myself to you, and I'm, I'm just thinking how, how I'm different. And this is not my voice, people. Listen to the episode on Saboteur, because this is your saboteur, loud and proud, telling you that you don't belong. So I see this with everyone. I see how isolation, you know really takes people away. This voice, this saboteur wants you to sometimes feel isolated. So then it protects you from taking risks and getting close to people and getting hurt. And this stops me from showing up and being part of a group. In my head, I'm saying, you don't understand me. 
I'm away a lot. You don't understand. I, I'm doing all these other things. You don't understand. There's an element of self-sabotage that I see in my behavior. And I do this and it, and it confirms that yes, I am unique, but I'm too unique. I'm too busy. Or maybe I even, I show up late or miss events with people that I actually care about because I make up an excuse that I'm too busy or, or that you don't understand me. And this leads me to feeling out of my integrity. And then I feel like I have to apologize. And then I feel like I'm not acting my best way. And then I justify it by saying, well, I'm, I'm not that close to these people or they don't get me. Do you see this pattern? Like I'm going through it in my head and I'm even feeling it in my body right now. And that it, it just, it's, it's sabotage. It supports the belief that in my head that those beliefs I made when I was young, that people are selfish and they're thinking of themselves. So that way I can keep them at arm's length. Then I never have to fully show up. A friend of mine recently celebrated his a one year of sobriety and he shared about how he grew up actually feeling like he was better than people in groups and that it actually kept him safe because it, it allowed him to just feel like he was strong and independent, but it also kept him alone and it led him to feeling isolated, which led him to self-medicating with alcohol. And so the opposite of that is really being connected, but how do we do that? And maybe, you know, it's a trait of people with low self-esteem or self-worth, but these beliefs that we're carrying around with us, they're not working in our adult life. They kept us safe when we were young, but they're not working anymore. So now it's your turn. So I want to turn this on you. I want to ask you, how have you been focusing on these following questions? And these are the wrong questions to think about, by the way. So is there a story you're telling yourself about why you're feeling alone? or like you don't fit in or belong? Why don't people appreciate me? Why don't they see what I contribute? Or how can I be more like them? Always comparing. Why don't they understand me? Allowing your uniqueness and your difference to isolate you. How can I get them to see my struggle and how hard it is for me? And that proves that no one understands you. These are the wrong questions. Listen to the end of this episode for the right ones because these are the wrong questions. I ask these questions because when I focus on these, it sends me away. It drives a wedge between me and the people around me. It stops me from having connections. And I use my experience to prove the beliefs are true, that I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm better than. Both of these isolate me. So my solutions for you, I sat in this group recently and I looked around and I found myself comparing myself feeling again like I don't belong but what I know is that my saboteur is telling me that I don't belong so that I feel like leaving so that I so that it keeps me isolated it protects me from getting hurt in the future it stops me from trusting people so they don't have to get hurt but this isn't working and so I'm ready to use some tools so I want you to ask yourself where do I want to connect? This is the process. Okay, so to get the connections you want, where do I want to connect? Who do I want to connect with? Where would I like to belong? Is there somewhere in your community, at a gym, in a social setting, with coworkers? The first step is putting yourself in the setting. So maybe it's signing up for a class or going to a meetup. 
maybe it's asking your coworkers, what are you doing this weekend? Let's, let's do something. Even if it's uncomfortable. So it's taking that risk. And maybe it's showing up somewhere you haven't attended in a while because you allowed your beliefs to tell you that you felt different, that you don't belong. And so you walked yourself out of that group. Put yourself back in that group just for the sake of this experiment. So that's step one is putting yourself in the environment. Where is that? How are you going to do it? Who is it with? Then number two is ask questions when you're with these people. Get curious with these people. Show interest. And be patient. For me, when I first attend a group, it doesn't matter what group it is, I always need 20 minutes to get comfortable. And maybe that's a bit of the introvert in me, but sometimes I need, a, I need time to sort of sink in and settle in and get comfortable in a room full of strangers or a room full of a lot of people. And so this sometimes is a process of <laughs> enduring and listening to my saboteur inside my head, which says, you don't belong or you're different. All of the things that it tells me that it makes me feel like I don't fit. But I stay, I acknowledge the saboteur. I say, that's okay. I appreciate you saying that, but I'm going to stay here because I want to connect. It's important to me. It's one of my core values. I need to honor it. And then after settling, I have to put an effort. That's the second part is putting in the effort, owning my discomfort. I have to go and talk to people. If I want to connect to people, I have to talk to people. I have to get out of my head. My head can be a dangerous neighborhood. I don't know about yours. And the thing is, your saboteur wants things to stay the same. It wants you to stay in the same behavior that you currently have. Because then nothing changes and it's not scary. But you have to ask yourself, what would your future self want for you in this situation? Who do you want to be? How do you want to connect? What do your connections look like? If I look at who I want to become, I don't think of someone who stays on the outside of circles and really feels close to only one or two people. Those poor two people have so much pressure on them to fulfill all of my needs. I want to have many powerful and fulfilling relationships. And I want to connect to different communities. So how do you get that? The third part is when you ask those questions, when you're getting curious and showing interest in other people, then you have to listen. You have to listen in a different way. So in coaching, we talk about three levels of listening. And the first level is really about, you know, you're talking and you're saying something about your weekend. I went to Seattle this weekend. And if I'm in the first level of listening, I'm just thinking about how it relates to me. I'm thinking about myself. And as soon as you finish talking, I'm, I, I jump in. I say, oh, I've been to Seattle. I like this part and this part. I love doing this in Seattle. And I'm just putting it on me. So... Challenge yourself to shift out of this. Challenge yourself to try a little bit different. And when someone's telling you about their trip to Seattle, ask them another question. Ask an open-ended, curious question and focus purely on them. So they might say, I went to Seattle. And you, you could say, what do you love about Seattle? And they say, I love, I love the being on the ocean. And you say, What's great about being on the ocean? Do you see what I mean? 
this is a little bit deeper. You're asking for more information. You're showing interest. That person is totally engaged when you ask questions that make them offer more information. If you just said, oh, I like it too, where does that conversation go? It just sort of deflates. And yeah, it's okay to share what you have as well. Conversations have to go that way. But it, if you show more interest and you listen more deeply, they're going to be more engaged. They're going to have your, you're going to have their attention. And then what about the next level? What if there was more to listening? What if, what if when you say, tell me more about Seattle and they say, oh, I met this guy and we really connected. And what if you notice that they, their body language changes and they look like smitten and then you point out, oh, you look really happy right now when you're talking about it. So you've just made that person feel seen. And it's so great to be able to share in that level one. It's so great to be asked for more information in that second level of listening. But when someone really sees you and sees that you see their feelings, it is powerful. It is engaging. And it makes for so much of a deeper connection. So... Those three parts, find where you want to connect. Pick a group or a setting. Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be surrounded with? Then get curious, ask questions, show interest, and get in the middle. And then three, practice different levels of listening. Ask questions, ask more questions, and then show them that you see what they're experiencing. If they're talking about something that's a little sad just say oh I noticed that it's it might be really hard for you right now so this is what we do in coaching it's it's all about noticing things that that are not in the words this is practicing emotional intelligence and it's not that you have high or low emotional intelligence it's the one area that you can grow you can practice this and this has changed my connections with people when I show up and I show interest and I show that I see people, they are blown away. And it, it makes for such deeper connections in my life. So in closing, I've talked about how I've always felt like I didn't connect and wanted to feel like I connected, wanted to fit in, wanted to belong. I've been seeking a place to belong my whole life. You've heard it on the show. I've talked about how a personality type made me question the way I connect with others. You know, I look at how, how is being achiever or being a helper or being unique, how is it holding me back from connecting? How am I sabotaging my, my connections? And I've talked about the wrong questions that we focus on that keep, keep us isolated. Why don't they understand me? How come they can't, they don't have the same struggle as me? And then we talked about how to practice deeper listening, how to find a place to connect, to get curious, to ask questions, and to really engage, create deeper, powerful connections by practicing emotional intelligence. And now, inspired by a call with a coaching client of mine recently, I want to leave you with the right questions for how to change how you connect. So the first one is, how are you sabotaging connection in your life right now? 
How is not belonging impacting you? What does it mean to belong? And how can you honor connection more this week? Where can you practice this connection? And when you are around others, how can you practice deeper listening in the connections that you have? Maybe they're with connections you already have. How would your future self want you to be in this situation? We need to stop thinking about how others should act to make us feel connected. How can you act? Who do you decide to be to get the connections that you want? So I hope that you spend just a little bit of time answering these questions. I hope that you think of an action you can take. And in coaching, we have accountability. So decide on the action that you're going to take. What is it? How are you going to commit to taking that action, to growing your connections this week? Maybe it's with your partner. Maybe it's with your community. Maybe it's trying to connect to a new group, to your tribe. And then how will I know? How will I know that you've taken this action? I want to hear from you. I want to know how it's going. I want to know what action you took and what did you learn from it? So I would love for you to go to the Journey to Worthy Facebook page. I would love to know how are you connecting this week? How are you growing the connections? How has this podcast influenced how you see yourself? I want to hear about it. So I want to commit to you to reaching out to more friends in my life. I want to attend two groups this week and to walk in claiming I choose this. I am a person who creates connection. I don't allow my saboteur to keep me feeling isolated. I claim connection. I want this. And I want that for you too. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Journey to Worthy. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you take the tools and apply them into your life. You can check out the show notes and details on today's episode at journeytoworthy.com. And please subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating or review so that we can reach more people on the Journey to Worthy. You can also head over to Instagram at journeytojeremy to get to know me better and see what's coming up next. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll speak again next week.